Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Podcast. Hey guys, it's Ashley, Lauren, and Naz. Do you get excited when we say our names out loud? <laughs> like, I know that sounds really conceited. I mean, like when Crystalia's no, Crystalia okay. doesn't say his name. He doesn't. Obviously, he, just starts he talking? thinks it's so dumb when people say it's Chris. Like, oh, you clicked on the podcast. Well, you know? wait, shit. Should we just stop introducing? No, because ourselves? people are still someone. We just recorded a podcast. I can't remember what it was. I think it was the one with Jonathan where someone was like messaging me something that Lauren said. And really? I'm like, this mm, wasn't I me. Don't I don't know if we have to say our name anymore, but I think people still confuse Lauren and I. But well, we have a, so I have a guess. Which is so weird because yes, you guys yes. sound more We have a guest who actually has to introduce herself. So go <laughs> ahead. My name's Nicoletta. And before we even talk about me, I want to know how Jonathan introduced himself. Oh, oh my God. Because I need to know for personal reasons. I, I don't even introduce know who- him because she said Jonathan Vanessa wrong. No, no, that no, was no. in the middle she of the said, podcast. No. She said JV. Something. I said JVS. Oh, that's oh. what it was. JVS. Yeah, but that's not how we introduced him. No, that was in the no, middle. No, I forget. Did I just say it's Jonathan from Guerra? Yeah, and he was just iconic, and he came in here. He rolled a quick, cute blunt. And no, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous blunt, and then we went <laughs> on with our like, day. He's like, you do everything yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking weed with him was like, I was smoking weed with him. I was like, I can't believe it. It was like an outer body experience. I'm like, is this for real? Like, I it's like it. I woke up and thought I dreamed that. He's like probably the most famous person in the country right now. Well, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I would say reality star. And now you no, have no. No, he's more than a reality yeah, star. Definitely transcendent. If you're hanging out with you Gigi Hadid, you cannot tell me that like if you go up to your random ass American that they're going to know who Jonathan is versus, versus an actual A-list actress. No, I think they will because of billboards and because Netflix is bigger now than actually. Like, and they've been going here. to middle America and yeah. the South to get That's their true yeah that is true but billboards only in la pretty much no 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 all in florida yeah my parents told me they netflix is billboards everywhere that's how netflix became so huge because they took over the billboard they also, no one they else had was doing a billboards like they commercial were. on was it when i was watching the bachelorette last night wait the queer Eye? had a commercial no but netflix did oh, netflix. oh really? yeah. so they have yeah. commercials yeah. on yeah. regular oh, interesting too. i just crazy. see them hanging out with Gigi and like all these crazy people like do a leap on all these people, and i'm like you guys are A-list now, basically. Do you guys know that like 75% of America still watches their movies via DVD? The no. DVD is still the 75% of how people watch movies at home. Really? Those that- probably aren't the people listening to your podcast. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's true. But. I don't know. It's so I don't know. I believe that, I guess. 
Okay. That's crazy. Nicoletta. All right. You so will, who is Nicoletta? Yeah, Nicoletta, introduce yourself. What introduce your, What your expertise is in. Only only Jonathan gets an intro for himself. <laughs> well, no. um, I'm Nicoletta. I was lucky to meet Ashley um, because she came on our podcast called Sluts and Scholars because um, a, a co-worker of ours works on Clever. Um, and I am a marriage and family therapy associate and sexologist here in Los Angeles. That means I study sex as my profession. Um, and it's kind of like regular therapy, but I see people who are presenting with like sexuality issues and yeah, then I do my podcast and radio show sluts and scholars. Okay. So tell us what sluts and scholars means because (laughs) it's two things that don't often get put together well we hope that they can get put together it's kind of reclaiming the word slut because i feel like if you're listening you might have an immediate reaction to that word of like oh like that's a negative thing um we see it as yeah a sexually liberated person who's taking ownership over their sexuality and likes sex or talking about sex even if they're not having that much of it like anyone could be a slut Mm -hmm. um and that it can be a positive thing and so i was getting a lot of pushback, I think, from people in the therapy community and like old school therapists and psychologists that I was talking about sex too much and it wasn't appropriate and I should dress more conservatively and I should do X, Y, and Z. And so in my head, I'm like, why can't I be smart and good at my job and responsible and also like sex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like these two things should be able to coexist together. Right. So um, I came up with the name when I was at a Korean spa with this... Um, this porn performer, Nina Hartley. And so we were talking about that and we came up with the idea of sluts and scholars. And so that's turned it into what it is today. But I think like the big breaking point was, um, somebody featured me in their story talking about something not sexual on Facebook and they did not approve the ad because they said I had too much cleavage. Wow. It was about war veterans. What, like and 1950s? Like, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, it was fucked up. And I like, don't know if that's weird. I feel like that still happens. Totally. Maybe we've been in LA so, too long. I think... What I love about you, Nicoletta, is I feel like you're you're helping people start the conversation of like navigating sexuality in today's norms. And I was wondering if you could kind of go into what like your definition of sex is. My definition of sex, I think it's so broad. I think most of us are taught that sex is just penis and vagina mm-hmm. penetration, and that is so fucking limiting. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I could be having sex right now, and this could be sex for me. That's true. Yeah. It's Wait. all like no what you consider <laughs> sexual, right? Like me, ta- I me talking and giving the podcast is sexy. I could I could have like a kegel ball in. I could yeah. have like a butt plug in, and that um, could be sex. I don't see. I was gonna say but, I was with my fiance. Yes, um, a couple days ago at Shake Shack, and I go. There's nothing more pleasurable than Maybe Shake Shack. Shake, yeah, it. Shake Shack is sex. sex. Maybe definition shake of shack. sex is Shake Shack. That's hilarious. Sorry, it's like we were. I'm, I'm sure Ash and I were going to get into it that we would always pick food over sex, but maybe food is our sex. Well, you, you know, can, well, I mean, why pick? You can have food and sex yeah, together. That's it. That's like going now down that you have tonight. a fiance, you can do the Shake Shack on your body. Yes, you can like you know just ask for the Shake Shack sauce. Be like, can I have that on the side? Oh yes, yeah. I'm all I'm all about that. So yeah, I think it's especially because there are people who maybe don't have penises or don't have vaginas. Like there's so many ways to have mm-hmm. sex. It could be self pleasure it could just be kissing um, see it can just be kissing this is why i love this is why i love being on your podcast because i was like wait a second what if i like dry humping and making out more than anything and you're like well that could be like 
that's your, your definition sex. of yeah. sex. Yeah, hundred percent. I like to just like Shake Shack. I like to see it as like it's like a menu of items. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things that you can choose from and pick from. Like on your menu that day, maybe sometimes you just feel like dry humping, and maybe sometimes you want the P and the V. Like, yeah, it, that's so funny, so Good. fascinating. So, what do you? How would you define it? Define sex? Yeah, I would probably say penis and vagina, but yeah. like just but like, like clinical, you know? Well, because that's definition. what we're taught, right? Yeah. Like when we say like, oh, well, did you fuck? Like yeah. that's what we mean. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, oh, did you hook up? Like that's yeah. probably what we mean. <laughs> so someone asked me, did you have sex last time? I'm like, no, nah, I couldn't get the Shake Shack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get to her. That's run. funny. <laughs> Gergi, Gergi agrees. How does your dog define sex? <laughs> oh, he loves humping. Oh, I was going to say pup pepperoni. Oh, pup pepperoni. Pup pepperoni. Yeah. Okay, well, take advice from the dog that, like, sometimes just humping inanimate objects could also be sex, Well, Laura and I always talk about humping our pillow. Wait, where's this? Now just we found had... this out, yeah. Wait, is this what you just found out? Yeah. 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 I told you this casually a couple weeks ago. Was, like, was that yeah. a thing you did? Oh, yeah. yeah that was like, definitely our first. Us as kids, we just do it. We yeah, didn't know just hump a pillow, doing, and really. I never knew that Did that could like pillow? get. I've never, no, I never even thought to hump a pillow. I've only thought to and hump I'm a like, person. What did you hump as a child? I humped people. No, as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think I humped as a kid. I think I just humped. That's I started dry humping in like middle totally school. Normal, but yeah. Lauren and I definitely were at it. I was like. My mom said that Ashley was like two years old in her crib. Totally. That's pretty normal. Like kids figure out in the womb, you have a sexuality. I mean, unless you identify as asexual, like little kids can get erections, can get aroused. So what? like, yes. Yeah. I mean, they don't see it little as sexual. Like, mm-hmm. Well, baby I, boys can I get erections. Guys, I got aroused watching Jerry yeah. Springer. Like no, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, I understand yeah, that. Like, but 11. It probably wasn't sexual for you. You just like figured out that like, oh, if I rub myself up against this pillow fort, like it will feel good. Mm-hmm. My, my weapon of choice was the pole at the park. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were on there? Yeah. Wait, what did you do you with the pole at the park? Like, yeah, the you climb and you just like How hang there. How funny is that? Oh, whoa. Yeah. I think I did that too. Just the one pole that you climbed up. You climb up. up, but you like put it between your legs real good yeah and you just kind of like this is crazy we can all go i honestly i don't think i have the upper body strength through it anymore but like at the Uh time i could hang there for a long time yeah and we used to say do you want to go play on the pole yeah we would do that oh well i used to twist like a stripper on the pole but just because i thought it was artistic because it is there's a lot of beautiful dancing that can happen on a pole wait i want to talk about being asexual i'm just gonna ask you like how many people are asexual i heard it was one in a hundred you know i think the the estimates vary because i think there is still shame around it which is weird because it's like if you don't have enough sex there's shame and then if you have too much sex there's shame so it's like you you can't fucking win can't win like you get stuck in the middle but um i think it depends how we define asexual like some people will just say it's to have you know no desire to have sexual interactions with anybody Mm -hmm. um i think there's another term correct me if i'm wrong listeners um like gray sexual which is like maybe you only like something else in between where maybe you only like to have sexual stuff with yourself okay um but yeah i think it's pretty rare but those Um, people still would be going after relationships for like emotional reasons right yeah i mean some might not want any but i think a lot of them might want relationships yeah emotional connections with people that's usually the priority when you get in a relationship is the emotional stuff not the like oh i'd like to bang someone every day i don't think anybody really thinks about that no a lot of people just marry people because of what they look like and because they're physically attracted to them no 
I think that's Some. attraction. Maybe I don't think that's. Than, like, the I personally don't think that's reason. why you should. But a lot of people just get married for the physical aspect of things. Yeah, and I mean so? right. yeah, that, that fades. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> no for no, sure, definitely. not for definitely. everyone. I mean, hopefully, you can still be attracted to your partner after a long time. But then attraction changes, and you get down to the nitty gritty. And so there's other things, obviously, that are important in a relationship too. But I think I think it's tougher than to find a partner um, who also is okay with that. I think maybe a lot of folks who are asexual might choose to enter non-monogamy mm-hmm. because then their partner can like potentially get their sexual needs met elsewhere and then they have a different kind of friendship relationship. It's like a person who's asexual starts having sex. Um, like, are I'm, they sure, they do. I'm sure they are, do. Are they not going to enjoy it? They can have sex. They're just not going to like it. Do they it. not get off of it? Like what? I mean, I know people who have branded themselves as asexual and they have had sexual interactions and they said they were enjoyable. They mm-hmm. just like, it's because it sort of like presented itself to them and they like decided to give it a try, but they remarked that they had like no desire to seek that out in their life and that it just wasn't something that was of importance to them. Okay. Does asexual... So maybe there's, maybe it's more like a spectrum, like there's levels. Yeah, I feel like everything's a spectrum. Yeah. Does it affect like being attracted to people being asexual? Like, I think it's different person to person. Okay. Yeah, um, of course. Because well, then what is attraction? Like right. you could be attracted to somebody's looks. You could be attracted to right. their power, smell. their smell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might not be like, oh, I want to like, like, oh, that person's hot. I want to fuck yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It might be like, oh, that person's interesting. I'd like to get to know them mm-hmm. and right. develop a, a bond. Um, so being sexually happy is so important, whether you're single in a relationship in several relationships, if you're a guy, a girl, non-binary, whatever, having a fulfilling sex life is so key. And that's why I personally love, love honey. So if you guys haven't heard of them, you need to, and you need them in your life. Love Honey is one of the world's biggest online retailers, and they stock all kinds of sex toys, lingerie, and other amazing things that will literally revolutionize your sex life. I mean this. You know how some people like are very nervous about walking into a sex shop because they don't want people like looking at them and being like, ooh, I wonder what you're going to use that for. Well, right. what is nice about I'm Love Honey... i my vagina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious what you're going to probably do with it. Um, but Love Honey is nice because they deliver straight from Atlanta to your door in... Super discreet packaging, and if you know you're like us, you may want to get your hands on that new toy super fast. And they express stuff with one day shipping. Can if- I just tell everyone real quick about the clit sucker? If you've never tried <laughs> a clit never- sucker. You guys, I, thanks to Love Honey, I have one now, and it's my favorite toy. So ever. funny. Please try it. Everyone, please try it if you're comfortable and you want to, because I think every woman should at least try it once in their life. Uh, they also have 24-hour customer service to help you with any question you have, and there's a ton of handy guides to help you out with your new toys and such. Let's bring on those uh, 12 orgasms, right? So uh, because we love it so much and we want you to have 12 amazing orgasms, we're giving you an incredible discount offer. Get 20% off everything by going to the link lovehoney.com slash get it. Follow that link and your discount will be automatically applied at checkout. So whatever you're after, go to the site, pick something up and let the orgasms begin. So um, I want to know how you become a sexologist. Mm. And like, what? What's the curriculum? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to oh, do man. that? Yeah, maybe. The curriculum is fun. Uh, so I did. I did my undergrad at Stanford, and 
I decided to get a higher education degree to practice marriage and family therapy. So I had to do like a regular master's program. Um, I did that at Pepperdine. So that's in clinical psychology. And then most therapists, most schools only offer like one class on sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. This is even for, this is for therapists. This is for OBGYNs. This is for mm-hmm. general practitioners. Like most don't have any classes on sex, which I think is unfortunate and not enough i would take so, them all yeah so also even if they're treating yeah. something sexually related they might not have any background so i was like i really want this to be my specialty so i found this school um based out of philadelphia called widener and they have a master's and a phd program in human sexuality wow. so i did that and that curriculum was much more fun than the general psychology one i think it's so fucked up that like in most american public school systems like we don't talk about sex enough and i feel like that's why people grow up being ashamed of their sexuality totally and that's why we think too much cleavage on like a digital commercial is wrong yes because it's like taboo like no one grows up talking about it right and then parents aren't taught how to talk about it but some there's one thing that they do in this uh, school program and for sexologists, it's called a SAR, um, sexual attitude reassessment. And in that they kind of like show you different videos and like stimuli to shock you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could watch everything from like bestiality yeah. to yes, it's included to, um, just like different porn, um, that you watch like in class with Wait, your teacher. With your teacher. When you fuck animals. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, bestiality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zootube is a thing, right? What's Zootube? Oh my God. <laughs> You're just making it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's bestiality on the internet, I think. That is crazy. Yeah, um, so shit well, gets real in those classes. And I remember one time we were in a lecture hall and um, they were doing a, like a kink BDSM demonstration. And so I'm literally sitting there with all of my cohort, all of my classmates, all of my professors. And there's like three semi-naked people on the front podium where they would usually do like chemistry experiments, getting like spanked and flogged like in a well-lit lecture hall. That is so (laughs) weird. And then like you're talking about like what's going on in their brain, like why the spank is stimulating the penis and stuff. Yeah. They're just like, you know, they're showing us how it's done and what it looks like and, and consent and boundaries, but then they're also doing demos and I'm just, you know, you're sitting there with your classmates wow. and your That's teachers. So weird. And it, yeah, it did feel weird because it's like, I, I, but I was excited. I was like, I can't believe this is my this class. Is my class. Yes. That's yes. cool. It's so progressive. I get to write a paper on this. I get a letter grade in this. And I get a doctorate for this. Invested so crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know this is like, sounds super ignorant of me, but I just feel like maybe people being like ashamed and not and being scared to talk about it and all that stuff is very like 19 something and not of like the upcoming generations. And, but I guess I'm, am I wrong? What do you, what do you guys think? Okay. Well, I heard that our generation is the least sexually active generation in a really long time. Wait, when you say our generation, our generation as millennials. Okay. Yes. And, um, I think it's because why did I say that? Um, I don't remember now. Darn it. Darn it. I don't even remember why that that is. You think because of technology? Honestly, no, I've heard so many. It wasn't technology, which is why it was weird. It was, guys didn't want to put in the effort or something like that. Like, they'd rather just get off on their own and not even put in the effort to meet a girl. Yeah. Um, which we've seen we and experienced we personally. So lives, I yeah. feel like maybe we're not talking about sex as much just because I heard that statistic. I think maybe the reasons for, like, the 
shame changing might be different than they were in like 1950s, but I do feel like it's still prevalent um, because parents aren't taught how to talk about sex. Well, I will say Laura and I never got the talk. Do I think it affected us? Oh, no. Did you get the talk? Um, I, my dad had the condom talk with me. Oh. I think the and problem the STD we got a, talk we got a period me. talk. I didn't even get that. I got that. my period when I was nine, <laughs> so I thought I was just going to die, yeah, yeah. just eternally bleeding. But and yeah. that's traumatic. Like, yeah. if you don't know what's coming, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're bleeding, and, it's like, so you don't know what to do about it, like, that's fucking scary. I've talked so about scary. my endo before, but after this, I'd love to talk to you about it. Sure. Oh, that's a, a big thing that Because my parents are Catholics, so they didn't want me to be on birth control. Yeah. So I just had thought I had these, like, excruciating periods. But anyways, well, I, I think that's an example no, right here. that totally three, talk about it now if you're comfortable. Three out of four of us have not had... I don't even like calling it a sexuality talk. We try to like, when I say we, I mean like sex therapists, I think try to label it as a conversation because mm-hmm. it should be something that's ongoing as opposed to this like awkward way too late. Like be let's talk about sex when yeah. you might already be having it as mm-hmm. opposed to introducing it little by little from a young right. age in like an age appropriate way. Right. Like I just remember, I guess when I was little normal asking like where's babies come from and like never getting an answer of any like legitimacy. No, totally. You guys ever walked in on your parents? No. Fuck no. I did. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a thing. No way. Yeah. What was that like for you? When I was little, I think I, you know what's weird? I think I already knew what it was and I was young. I'm sure you did because otherwise you would just be like, they're just like, I don't know. I like watched a lot of like adult stuff when I was little. I just yeah. didn't know how it went down. Like, I thought that for a long time, until I was, like, literally, I went through sex ed. She went through sex ed sixth grade. Sixth grade at the end of sixth grade, it. I didn't know that the penis went inside the vagina. No because they never way. really they never say. fucking said They it. really never said You, like, alluded. It was totally alluded to what in they our say? school. They just, like, yeah. the sperm meets the egg. They never like, tell you how, how it got Where there. did they meet? So <laughs> I thought, like, the movies? rolling around. I bet a lot of people out. listening agree. Yeah. It's so crazy. So I, until a sleepover with our I friends, remember, I, I didn't know. Me and Sierra had to tell you guys. And you, like, thought, like, you, like, put it in your belly button or something. No, I thought that maybe, I thought maybe you swallowed the semen and it got there. But, like, I didn't know until I was going to middle school, y'all. Since we moved into a new place, we are cleaning out the closets. We're getting, starting new, starting fresh. So we put a couple of items on Poshmark. The My handle is Ike and Eddie Lauren and Ashley and I are combining our wardrobe because onto there. Because we combine our wardrobe in all of life. And um, we got some great dresses on there. Um, you have to download the free Poshmark app. Poshmark carries women's, kids, and men. Poshmark has tons of brands to shop. Like, we put House of CB dresses up there. Really um, expensive, lovely bikinis. Yeah, so what Poshmark is nice for is, like, when something's too nice to donate, but you've worn it a couple too many times that you don't really want to wear it again, so you decide to put it up for resale, you know, the ones that we put up, um, actually, the house CB dresses still have their tags on. They weren't in the right size. So there's that. And then there's, like, lightly worn items and new bathing suits up on ours. And Lauren, again, repeat what that is. It's Iconetti, I-A-C-O-N-E-T-T-I, Lauren. And I'm actually on there, too. My handle's at Prez. And the reason why I love Poshmark is because it's literally the easiest way to make money. And they have tons of brands to shop from, like House of CB, like Lauren was saying. They have Off-White on there, which is my favorite brand. And you guys won't believe the deals that you'll find on Poshmark. I'm really... I've been keeping my eye out for these Doc Martin sandals that are, like, $50 less, and they're, like, not even worn. So I'm... 
probably going to buy that on Poshmark. Right. And yeah. it's the easiest way to buy and sell items. And you guys, um, what we put up there was my engagement dress, quote, quote. It was yep. not the actual one I wore, but it is the same style from House of Seabay. Sorry, guys. It's been sold today, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> sold. Well, that's just, just, like, just know to look out for things like there's that. There's another gorgeous dress on there, though. Yeah, there's another amazing one that was my backup engagement dress. Um, what I love about it too is that it's easy for the buyer and the seller when it comes to shipping. Like that's the best because I hate shipping things and Poshmark makes it so easy if you're the buyer or the seller. Um, and right now we are offering everyone $5 off your first order. So you guys download the free Poshmark app. It carries women, kids, men. You'll get $5 off. All you have to do is type in Lauren and Ashley's handle, which is... Iconetti Lauren. And my handle, which is at Naz Perez. You guys, I didn't know they had, they had men's stuff. That's good to know. Yeah, they got everything. In case I want to sell some of Jared's shit when he moves in. I love you, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, back to the show. You know what's fucked, Nicoletta, that just popped into my head? What? So I I didn't lose my virginity until after I turned 21. But because I was so late in my peer group to lose it, in my head I was like, oh, it's okay. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to ask my friends because I'm embarrassed, but mm-hmm. the guy will know what to do. Which yeah. just sparked a question in my head that I want to ask you. Yeah. How do little boys find out how to do it? Like, how do they, if they don't have like a father figure, like, isn't that mind boggling to you? It's like, I, and then isn't that also fucked in retrospect You're that I as a woman and I'm, I'm like, the man's going to teach me how to have sex. That's fucked up. I should know how to have sex. I should know what my vagina looks like. Like, I should know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's, the trouble is that I think parents who are more conservative think that they're maybe protecting their kids, but they're actually setting them up to like not have ownership over their bodies and to feel confident and have pleasurable and healthy experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I would say that's not good for kids. Um, but I think we view it more as like, oh, we don't want them to like go down this dangerous path. It's like they're going to go there whether you talk to them about it or not, but you, you might have a chance to like help them explore it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your question about how do boys figure it out? I mean, it's yeah. not it's not really a question for you to answer. It's just in my head, I always wondered, you know, yeah. how do guys even learn? It must be learn, so much scary for must, them to lose. Must, a, I don't know. It must virgin, be. It's more embarrassing maybe because like, oh, I, I put it in and, and the dance done. Yeah. 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 Like we honestly could just lay there. Exactly. You don't need to really move. But for me, the this sounds so basic. I, re- I feel like I'm, about to order pumpkin spice latte when I say this. But Samantha Jones was very was one of the first women that I saw on TV in the media that like had an influence on me way back in the day when Sex in the City had just come out. Where I was like, oh yeah, women, we can fuck whoever we want. Like it doesn't have to be when nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Well no, I watched like reruns a little bit later in the two thousands. You know, like late at night when my parents were in bed. That's when I would watch it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a Samantha Jones. I used to watch Dr. Sue Johansson when mom and dad went yes, to Yes, she was the best. <laughs> Dr. Sue. Is she alive? Yeah. I think so. I think we so. were like, that's Dr. how Ruth we, is still alive. We she was about the that best. Show. We were like, hey, this is so stupid, but we really were fucking oh, listening. Yeah, and no, we were like, oh yeah. my God. Hey. Dr. Sue's a real OG. My question to you is, um, because I feel like women like Samantha Jones, because in this day and age, mm-hmm. a lot of women are like, now we kind of are having sex like men, like that episode is where yeah. we're like, we can fuck whoever we want. You know, we're, I feel like women in general are taking more ownership of their sexuality. Do you think that is affecting people actually settling down and being in relationships? Do you think that throws men off? Well, when you say, I wonder who defines it as like sex like men. 
Like, why right. does it make it sex like men? Right. Like, okay. see, even that in itself. Well, I, I was saying that because that's the that's quote she the actually culture. said in the yeah. episode. I wasn't actually saying that, like, yeah. in life. I but in the episode, like she's like, like, we can fuck like men. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more of, like, why buy the milk when you can have the... Why buy the cow when you can have the milk for free? Yeah. Say more. Which is, you know how, like, we're kind of, like, brought up with, like, don't do anything without commitment or... Oh, like, like we're even supposed a to get ring them first, finger. keep yeah. them yeah. interested. Yeah. Because, like, why would he want to commit to you if he's going to get that? I mean, I hate to promote game playing, but I do think that whether it's just having so much social media stuff and dating apps and things, like, I think we do live in a very um, get-it-right-now type of culture. And so if it's not working out with somebody, like, oftentimes I think couples don't want to put in the work because they're like, oh, I'll just get this newer, better mm-hmm. model and I won't have to put in the work at least for a little yeah. while. Right. And so I think that's the issue with, with the swiping thing is mm-hmm. it's like it's everything seems so replaceable yeah. um, that people invest less and they're just used to, like, getting that immediate gratification that I think it does affect stuff. And I think in terms of people, like, learning how... Um, I think porn can be great entertainment for lots of people, but that's what it is. It's entertainment and it's not reality. It's not reality and yeah. so unfortunately a lot of young people are getting their sex education from that mm-hmm. and like in a vacuum and not getting other sex ed from other people. Mm-hmm. And so they're maybe not learning that like, that's not the reality. Like right. this isn't just entertainment. This is like learning how to drive a car from watching the fast and the furious. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not the fucking same. So how do you recommend like people listening now to explore their sexuality and learn that stuff? If they didn't have the talk, like if their parents never gave them the talk and they shouldn't watch porn, how should they do it? Um, well, listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Sluts and Scholars. Um, yeah, visit a, a sex positive um, sex therapist. I mean, I think the exploration starts with yourself and having that conversation with yourself of like, how was I taught about sex growing up? What were my models for sex and sexuality and for relationships? And how does that affect me now? Like getting mm-hmm. to the bottom of like where that comes from. Um, and then, you know, practicing self-exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think there's a lot of great ways to do that um, for people with vaginas out there. There's a great book called um, Becoming, um, uh, uh, Becoming Cliterate. Um, oh. That's a good one. And then another one called Come As You Are. Oh. I got to um, send that to a couple guys I know. <laughs> hey, I think everyone, this is what the vagina looks like. Everyone who loves somebody with a vagina should read Becoming Cliterate. That's funny. Um, I there's two different kinds. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of different kinds, but I know there's two different kinds of orgasms for ladies. There's actually upwards of like twelve. Okay, there's what? upwards of twelve. And I always what are the two that you know? Like the clitoral and the cervical. Cervical. I. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. more than G spot one. Is that the G? Se- is that G spot? No, no two different. Oh, okay. definitely not G spot. Okay, I feel like when I'm about to have a cervical one, I kind of freak out because it's like kind of really intense. It's and intense. It's intense so i'm just like eh, flip over i'll get on top and, and then I'll you just, don't do oh my god yeah. me too i'm like okay. i'm like uh yeah. no but why do i do that why do i just go for it why don't i just go for it it's almost like this scary thing where i'm like ah, i can't but if it. i just let it go a little bit further it could be dominant you know i think that's a really sensitive part and it's, it's hilarious i think it's a vulnerable space for a lot of people because yeah. it's like very yeah. much giving away a lot of your your body and yourself and like that feeling and so like 
I wonder what's stopping you from just like. I letting, honestly think it's go. from pooping. Are you worried you're gonna shit yourself? <laughs> yeah, Lauren's always <laughs> on <laughs> pooping. Like anything can set her off down there. Uh, thank God I I've wish. been with Jack for a while that I probably wouldn't scare him off <laughs> if you I shit yourself. Wouldn't. You should probably try. I mean, just put down oh, a towel. Yeah. You know, it's all. Good. Oh yeah, I know. So, <laughs> that's so I mean, gross. hey, you know your body. Like I if do. there's like something going on where that's actually gonna happen, like I don't sure, know if it could be or it could just be like all the muscles like doing something thing and i think it's that but maybe i it's think it's not. because it's in so yeah different kind of orgasm cervical would be like a very deep penetrating orgasm um inside a vagina because it's yeah it's where your cervix is um and so that is close to i think your i don't know like your stomach I that was, like, area almost hurt. Um, I think it can if you're not relaxed yeah, you enough. Um, and it's, you know, it's different than like going to the OBG, the gynecologist yeah. and having them poke around because you're not like relaxed and aroused usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, Wait, it might that's be- a great question. Why don't you get aroused? No, talk- that's why. I want to talk about more <laughs> orgasms. Okay, fine. We can talk about that too. Yeah. Um, but I, cause I think it's so close to like other areas of your body, just like after you have sex, sometimes you feel like you have to pee and then nothing really comes out because mm-hmm. it's like so close to the bladder area mm-hmm. um that it might just be feeling that way but i mean i can't tell you for certain if you're gonna shit right, yourself right. <laughs> try it out oh, see what man. happens i know oh god okay so shit we, happens those, sometimes, we got yeah. those two and what's another one so there's That's like normal for us ladies without like doing there's vaginal which is not all the way cervical but just like inside um you said g-spot mm-hmm. um so that would be like um in and up inside the vagina um, okay there's clitoral mm-hmm. um which is the you know the exterior part um i think important to note that like your clitoris is pretty big and the only um part that we see of it that's just a little part of it that's only like oh, okay. a fifth of the whole clitoris oh, i did not know that Maybe really I yeah okay so that everyone, a, i remember that from a diagram that like goes inside <laughs> you so if everyone listening can do this like put your thumb in between your pointer finger and your middle finger okay like a v and then turn that upside down Okay, so this is like the vagina. The thumb at the top part mm-hmm. is the part of the clitoris that sticks out oh. that you can oh. see. So it goes all the way. And the like legs, that. the legs are behind the skin. You can't see them. They're underneath, but it has like 10 times maybe more nerve endings than the penis. Cool. And wow. so that's and why like I the lips that. and the labia on the side and then parts inside also feel good. It's, it's a lot due to the clitoris. Um, then there'd be like mixed orgasm. So like a combination of all I of think that the happening mixed is the way to go. Everyone. Mixed. I like the mixed too. <laughs> um, some people, I love the way that I know this shit because of Cosmo. Like I have been reading chapters and chapters in Cosmo for the past like 15 years. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you don't read anything. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I explore on my own. <laughs> Both equally good. Yeah. You could leave her articles so she can explore <laughs> later. Um, can we talk about men coming now? Because I know that you, you... don't want to hear about the other ways we oh, can come. Yeah. yeah, I do. Actually. <laughs> I know, wasn't sure if you were going to go in the club. Oh, we could. Okay. Um, so there's um, some people orgasm just from kissing. Um, oh. There's lots of people who have like spinal injuries that don't have feeling anymore um, in their genitals. And so they can orgasm from other erogenous zones. No but do they way. feel in their... Like their nips in, and stuff? Um, they, well, so orgasm itself, um, is kind of a mental experience. There's like a physical and a mental component. So you can have 
bodily or that feeling of orgasm with being stimulated like on your neck, on your mouth, on your nipples, um, on your elbow. Like it could be anywhere for some people. Mm -hmm. One that I think is particularly cool is um, just purely a mental orgasm with no touch. Um, So this is, this happens when you do like orgasm training. I saw somebody like they were like just touch with a feather or something. I think oh, it was in a is movie. this in that like thir- yeah. whatever days late? Yeah, what is it called? Josh Hartnett movie. Yes, totally. And he touched her with yes. like the magnolia, and then she like <laughs> yes. the orchid or whatever. So funny. Yeah. Well, so mental <laughs> like, okay, is that somewhere. You could, what was that? It was like there, how many 40 days? days? Forty days. Forty days. Forty days. Um, I love that movie. So what a great build up. Um, it's like orgasm training. So it's sort of like. Like a like a dog, you know. Like if you show them mm-hmm. that, like when you get this noise, like you get this treat. Yeah, right. you can train yourself That's when you fun. hear this word. You will orgasm. That's kind of like the same way you can like create a psychopath yes. too. Right, because create like, a psychopath. Yeah, because like <laughs> if you murder someone or whatever, you see something um, like. Uh, violent and while you're having sex you're going to get trained to be turned on by violence like you could do that either way we Maybe. Do that hopefully people oh, who are turned on by violence I'm don't pretty, all okay, become psychopaths so Jeffrey but... Dahmer was like you know going through puberty and then he was while he was going through puberty he was dissecting a lot of animals therefore Whoa. he turned into like this psychopath, psychopath. Yeah. or he was born or, was born or he could have been born that way but I like I've seen people that I know who have like the word and so they can go out to a bar and their <gasps> partner will whisper the word and they'll Whoa, have an orgasm so without any touch or that's anything. awesome that's so hot that's my new hobby how do you train yourself <laughs> that's awesome um it, like conditioning like i was saying you you train to associate a word or something with having an orgasm yeah. i mean there's people who know how to do it that can like do it with you so if your partner doesn't know like i'm sure there's workshops and classes mm-hmm. um so around cool. orgasm training but like that's a fun Thing to do. Yeah, that's what so if you're in the cool. middle of a meeting and they oh, say yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's pencil, like a- <laughs> banana squash, <laughs> yeah, just bring like- extra underwear. <laughs> that's so hilarious. <clears throat> we 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 just were were reaching on something. You said something. Oh, you want to we'll talk, talk about, about men? Guys. Yeah, but were those all the the and ways? just uh, yeah other parts of your body? Like right. it could be, you know, non erogenous, mm-hmm. meaning like non erotic genital spots right. of your body. Um, I wanted to ask about pre-cum because there's all these myths surrounding it. That's a good question. So I, I can't just, promise I know the answers, yeah. but I will try. I just want your take on it. Like, can you actually get pregnant from it? I feel like you oh, know yes. a lot. You totally can. The amount of times Lauren had a scare because of pre-cum <laughs> and the amount of times I Yahoo'd answered that shit. Oh, yeah. She I comes think, in my room with like a printed scroll. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all 50 of these women got pregnant <laughs> just off pre-cum. I love it's like Yahoo answer. Yeah. Um, oh, well, the yeah. interesting thing is um, you can help prevent that by having your partner pee before sex. Yes, I know that. Whoa, because I didn't know because that. the same hole where yeah. it's the same like tube. So, so if they pee, it just comes out in the pee, and then you can like fuck leisure. If, they, and the if urine they, kills, it kills they, like, it because um, of the acidity. And if they no orgasm way. that day, or if they like come that day, you're more likely to get pregnant from that pre cum because it's still in the. The like vesicles, the yeah. Interesting. Yes, I love this. So I mean, I think if you do it right and like train yourself, like the pullout method, obviously not to prevent STIs, is like pretty effective to prevent unwanted pregnancy. But that's like if people know all these things and really like have good timing yeah. and do it right. But like, you know, the perfect storm of like pre cum and somebody ovulating. Ovulation, yeah. 
Like, yeah. could it could happen. The perfect um, storm. The perfect what? storm. What is that? Unless you want it to happen. Well, uh, in order to have a good sex life, you need good physical health. And to get sure. good, good physical health, you need to work out and take your vitamins. Right? Right. So we got, so we got ritual on deck. We got ritual, everyone. Nass, tell us a little bit about ritual. Okay, so I love ritual because it doesn't smell gross like other vitamins. Like, normally vitamins make me really nauseous yeah, because the of the smell of it. smell want to throw up. Not only the smell of it, but the taste of it, too. And you guys, I'm telling you, you have to try these vitamins before you just never what do i what am i trying to say write off vitamins for the rest of your life yeah Mm -hmm. because it smells like mint and it doesn't affect my stomach or make me nauseous and i just feel like so healthy every morning i'm like i'm such an adult just taking vitamins every day that's really good i remember when i used to take like 50 billion vitamins because um i was in like a real health kick but i never felt good afterward and i was just probably taking things i didn't really need yeah so Ritual makes it so that you are taking really what you need and not like a whole bunch of extra stuff. It's vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. It's made in the U.S. without synthetic... Is it allergen-free? Allergen. 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 Oh. <laughs> ha! Ha. Okay. Ha. Well, but this is delayed response capsules that bypass the stomach to help prevent nausea, and that's what we're all scared of. The morning vitamin nausea yes and you guys can visit their website and you'll learn everything from why each ingredient is beneficial to where it's sourced so what you guys need to know is that this is a subscription-based service so that so that way you have no gap in your nutrient levels it's 30 dollars a month delivered right to your door super easy buying the omega-3 yourself is the cost of a ritual bottle and if you forget a few days you can just snooze your order until you catch up it's happiness guaranteed no questions asked you cancel at any time Fill the gaps in your diet with the best source ingredients. Happiness guaranteed. No questions asked. Cancel easily anytime. So forget everything you guys thought about vitamins. Ritual is the brand that's reinventing the experience with the nine essential nutrients that women lack the most. So if you're ready to invest in your health, do what we did. Go to ritual.com slash get it. Your future self will thank you for taking Ritual. Consider it your lifelong health 401k. And all you have to do is put $1 a day in. Think of how much you already spend on your food, guys. So why put anything but clean ingredients backed by real science in your body go to ritual.com slash get it all right back to the podcast um sex addiction what about it i just i'm i just want to know more about it (laughs) do you feel like that's a thing i that's what i want to know yeah, can you be or can you just like really enjoy sex? Russell Brand really seems like he has. It. People do have sex he ha- addictions. He is addicted to everything. Yeah, that's true. He has addiction he issues. Has, yeah. yeah. What do you think makes somebody addicted? Hmm. It's a certain part of their brain. Like like where they feel like they need it to be happy maybe. Lauren has addiction issues. Uh, not to sex though. <laughs> maybe shake shack. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's two schools of thought. I'm of the school of thought that does not believe in sex addiction. Yeah, Um, interesting. And there are people out there who do believe in that as a word. I think both of these schools of thought, like, have different, um, I don't know, they kind of, like, explain it the same way of, like, what's happening. But for an addiction, it's more, like you said, like, something in the brain that's happening, And all the studies and things they have so far, like, don't show the same in terms of how an addiction works, like, in your brain. Mm -hmm. And so instead, people who don't believe in calling it that call it something like out-of-control sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, I certainly believe that, like, sex can 
ruin your life or like run your life in a different way where it's affecting your life negatively. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's getting in the way of relationships of work. It's like the thing that you use to feel good about yourself. Like I think we can have unhealthy relationships with sex for sure. Um, I wouldn't call it an addiction like, cause it doesn't look the same as like having alcoholism or having a drug addiction, but you know, you can have a problematic relationship yeah. with sex. Mm-hmm. My friend says that him and his long-term girlfriend broke up because he's a sex, he just found out he's a sex addict, but I'm like, he's like, I just kept cheating on her and I'm pretty sh- And like, I saw a therapist and I'm, I'm a sex addict. And I'm just like, I think maybe you just didn't like her enough and you wouldn't have cheated on her. Or you're just a human being and have, like, other urges and have more trouble with, like... Monogamy. Urge control or monogamy. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe your frontal lobe needs to be a little bit more developed. Yeah, I mean, I think... But then isn't that what addiction is, urge control, Nicoletta? Well, so some argue that the way that addiction works in the brain, like it looks like a certain mechanism is happening. And so mm-hmm. when we look at sex addiction, the same thing isn't happening in the brain. Um, and so it's, it's different, but I think that's the argument now mm-hmm. is that some people do believe it's like a biological thing that's happening that like you can't control. And so you have to like give up to this higher power mm-hmm. and do the AA thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people believe that like, it's because of an unhealthy relationship with sex. Like you didn't learn about it. You didn't learn this. You didn't, right. um, you know, you have self-confidence issues, you have other issues. And like, that's what's causing this unhealthy relationship with sex. Like sex is just sort of the mm-hmm. symptom, but not the cause. Um, but I think just the word sex addiction, like has stigma for people. Cause it used to be that they would call folks who are, who are gay or who are into kinky stuff that they would be sex addicts, even if it was like totally consensual and fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there's um, a lot of celebrities who have used that as, like, a, a catch-all. Yes. Um, like, oh, I did this because I have this sex addiction. Yeah. Like, it's this, like, easy out for shitty behavior mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or for, like, not controlling your behavior. And, like, yeah, sure, maybe some of them need, like, some good help and support around, like, why they're doing this and what's really going on and what's causing it. But I think just to use it as, like, a catch-all doesn't really work. Like, someone gave me an example one time, like let's say you sneeze and there can be so many different causes for that sneeze, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that you have like a sneeze addiction. It's like you, it might be a cold, it might be dust. It might be, um, you looked at the sun. Like it could be so many different things. things go hand in hand. Right. So for some, like it might be because they're depressed and they're looking to sex to Mm -hmm. soothe. It might be, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like sex can be very self-soothing. Um, maybe they're not happy in their relationship. Maybe they're not happy with themselves. Maybe they're struggling with a a brain chemical thing that they don't have enough good feelings and they're looking to this. Maybe they don't feel good about themselves. But then I'm a little confused because then isn't, couldn't you say the same for alcohol? There's a lot of different reasons why people drink. Exactly why a lot of people will say that alcoholism isn't a disease. Yeah. Right. So then you're from that school of thought and sex. You don't think alcohol is I don't know. I think I don't know enough about it to say. I think that it's gone on for so long to label it as an addiction that like, I think we've just like accepted it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've more accepted that like AA is the thing that works and people do that and it is a disease. Which also sucks for the people doing it because then they, some of them probably feel ashamed for calling themselves the the word addict. Yeah, but some people like having Having a label. Like you feel more comfortable with something. Yeah, and that they have a community. If you're sick and you have a diagnosis, you're like, thank God, now I know exactly what to do. Yeah, Yeah, so I never know. I feel people would feel more ashamed actually from it. Like, oh man, I'm an alcoholic. Well, and some people I think like it because then they can put it 
the blame on that. That's then true. they're like, I can't control myself. It's, I have so this, true. this addiction, this disease. Um, and th- I think that takes ownership away from, from the person. And sometimes that feels good because mm-hmm. it's like, I can't trust myself. I'm going to put it into this higher power. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but this I don't is what know. we've always done and I, defined it. I never use the word sex addiction to describe a client, but if they come in and they tell me like, I'm a sex addict, um, I let them identify themselves like however they want, mm-hmm. but we might still be doing the same work on like yeah. what is going on. Um, I feel like this conversation has brought up a lot of things I used to do differently than I do now. And I think it is basically just maturity, but maybe it also has to do with how uh, we were taught about sex. What kind of stuff? Um, well, well, when I was like, okay, so yeah, I didn't learn like, I didn't pay attention maybe when I was growing up through like puberty about sex. Cause I was like, I'm so prude. I've never kissed a boy. I'm never going to need this. And then bada bing, bada boom, meet the older man who taught me everything. I'm well, doing she, everything she within went a month from having her first kiss to her first blow job within six weeks. And then he basically looking back completely used me for like this new young thing who was training he was literally training me sexually. And then from that went on to just be like, oh, I learned all these new skills. I'm going to go to high school and like use this as my use power. Mm-hmm. And then I never enjoyed sex ever, ever until like a couple years ago. Oh, that's but, sad. But it was just like such an evolution. But I think like it takes like, a lot of years to, for you to actually learn what you like. What do you think happened that it didn't feel like fun and powerful anymore? Hmm, that is a very good question. I think I put... When I stopped doing drugs, then I, a whole other element in there. I um, stopped having sex that I didn't enjoy. So then I started being like very sober during sex. Mm. And then I actually started to like enjoy it rather than put on like a porn show because oh. that's where I learned it from. You know? So before it sounds like you were doing just, it as a, as a performance. Exactly. Yeah. Like you saw it as a, yeah. and as now a, I'm just a like, good or a service that you exactly. could like, have power with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like... I don't feel like it or I feel like it. Like and a way to make and guys I'm like be so- you. Exactly. And I'm yeah. just going to be sober and I'm going to enjoy it. How I think a you- lot of girls feel like that mm-hmm. sometimes growing up. Yeah. Like they're like, I need to be really good at giving heads to yes. guys like me. Like, And I then feel the like world will get around. I'm good at head and then I'll be popular. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like what you said earlier. Like, oh, I'm going to rely on this guy to teach me. Exactly. Like what he needs or yeah. what he likes. Exactly. I mean, I, I think it's we overuse the word but like the patriarchy or whatever mm-hmm. like this yeah. is a little bit of that of just saying that like maybe we're put here for other people's enjoyment uh-huh. and it's fine if you like that and you're aroused by that and you're into that but it sounds like you started enjoying sex when you felt like it was yours that's true exactly mm-hmm. how and did I, you get everyone should feel like it's theirs yeah um like how, how did I... you reclaim it as yours um let's see here Probably when I started just sleeping with one person. <laughs> or with someone you really like. Yeah, with someone you really like, too. Rather than just you want them to like you because they're X, Y, and Z, yeah, famous, when, whatever. Yeah, but when yeah. you started sleeping with somebody that was only one person, he was still awful, and then you, did, you still didn't enjoy it. Oh, well, he was a psycho. Yeah, he was This was the first psycho. guy? No, no this, this was, was my like third 20s. boyfriend who yeah. literally, when I was getting off, would get soft because I was enjoying myself. Mm. But I think that's why I think it's like finding someone that you really like yeah. that you feel likes you back, like, and also for, isn't like, going to force good... me into like we're having sex before we eat. Exactly. Yeah, like, I must eat before sex. He had a big smelly dick too. 
You smelled it? No, I just that was that was I was like, I need context. No, this no. is his whole thing. Lauren would, like couldn't give him a head because it tasted so bad. What do you Let's think? talk about weird tasting spunk? What were you just gonna ask? <laughs> well, no, I wonder what like made you feel like you couldn't speak up about this. Stuff. Oh, I did. There was one time where I was crying. Like looking back on it, it was terrible. Like uh, it was really and bad. And I was yeah, he was. I was like crying during sex oh, and man, it was that's like awful. that's like being raped literally look i was talking to yeah. more about this the other day i'm like literally if I, that happened today with all of, like this new stuff going on i would be like wow i was just raped so many there's so many times in a day where i'm like wow this would never fly in 2018 like have yeah. you guys been saying that a lot it's just yeah. like yeah. really crazy how far we've come yeah i mean i think obviously there's still work to be done but there's definitely more empowered voices right. speaking out there but i think that that is why early sex ed is important mm-hmm, is because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to, to make young people feel empowered to like be able to speak up and get their needs met and know that like your pleasure and your joy matters and that that's important and that it's not for somebody. It's yeah. up to you if you want to share that with like, them Like I not. never thought it was like part of sex to have the woman get off, honestly. I was like, whenever he's yeah. done, it's done. And that's yeah. it. That and I think really crazy that's literally 50s now i'm just thinking that i'm just realizing no i think that's for most people most girls not today not today but like in our generation Mm -hmm. growing up i think it was all about like getting the guy i think i think i think when you're in high school i think it's like a young thing i don't think you start feeling like you deserve it until you're in your 20s yeah and some people even in their 20s don't because they've had this lifetime of experience without it Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that you like came back and had that experience um and are enjoying it now but i do think sometimes without support like people definitely don't like i've had people in their 40s plus who have never had an orgasm either with their self or another person um and it's not physically caused Mm -hmm. so i think it is still happening And, and young people too who have never had an orgasm or never had one with a partner um so it's definitely still still happening Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What sure. per, do you know what percentage of women like don't orgasm? Because I feel like reading Cosmo, it always says like a lot of women actually don't. Like thirty percent need like help with a toy or yeah. something. Yeah, it's. I think it's thirty percent. Only thirty percent can come from like vaginal intercourse alone, and for only. 10% of women, that's their most reliable way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just, it's not that it's not possible. I think we're just like going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to use some of those other like 11 plus ways. I am yeah. so excited to introduce food into my sex life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> shake, shake. What's going to be your first food I stop? I don't know. You're going to put french fries up your stomach? No, what Gosh, if you, I'm Lauren, not, what about the No, experience? I'm eating the food. Lauren, what about the experience? <laughs> you put a Shake Shack burger in your mouth the same time wow. that he goes wow. inside. Okay. Ooh. I think that's All actually right. pretty sensory. Yeah. But then maybe, yeah, okay. It's like I, those I, Carl I, Jr. commercials. Yes. Lauren, that'll let, that way you get your booty back. I gotta get my booty What's back. What's gonna be your first food stop? A Junior Whopper. Um, onion rings. 
around his penis. Oh, oh that's yes. good. Wait a second. That's a great idea. That grosses me the fuck out. I fucking hate onion rings and onions really? and the breath of onions. Oh, oh, damn. It's fine if you're both eating it. Sex, 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 it's sex, fine if you're both eating donut. it, but like onions to me donut. will never... Donuts is a good alternative. Yeah, always. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think that's what... I like. can't wait to hear about it. Thank you. I once started so having excited. sex one time with my partner because I like spilled ranch i think we were like eating naked and mm-hmm. then i like ranch got on my Wait, tit ranch, another great idea yeah and then and then he like licked the ranch off and then like that was it amazing so uh, yes yeah. i support okay so much learned so, so you are it. a family and marriage counselor um what do you get as like the number one issue couples come to you with how can we make sex exciting? Again? But like, it's, it's, it's a more an, marriage and relationship. No, I just want to know, like, if not just sex, but like, what number one issue do you have in a relationship? I think most of the people come in that I see, and there is a sexual issue, but usually something else is uncovered, whether it's like mm-hmm. a connection or intimacy thing. Um, I think the biggest issue is just sexual desires that aren't lining up yeah like what do you do well so yeah i mean it's you know we don't always have the same desire level as our partner and then usually one of us like wants it in the morning and the other one wants it at night and i want it this many times a week and they want it this many times Mm -hmm. a week like it's hard to line up um i mean i think it's talking about the expectations of of sex and like what do we expect from our partner what would feel like good enough sex Uh, making sure we work out other things in the relationship that like aren't going well. Um, And we talk about too, like how they learned about sex and and where these beliefs are coming from. Um, I think compromise does have to happen. How does the compromise happen? Does like somebody end up just like doing it more than they want to do it? Well, I think they go see Nicoletta, right? And then she introduces things that that would make them a little more. Yeah. Give suggestions to each person. Well, I think it's asking yourself like, if the schedule stuff lining up is like a deal breaker for you, that's maybe something you should like figure out before getting married, getting married or before (laughs) getting in a relationship with someone. Like if you're like, Hey, you know, this is kind of a struggle, but like, this isn't a deal breaker. Fine. Then you figure out how to have like good enough connected Mm -hmm. sex. But if you're like, I'm really into this one thing and it's so important to me to have it and your partner's not into it. Like, Maybe you're dating like the wrong species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean like yeah, you should date yeah. animals. I yeah, just mean yeah. like, yeah. you know, dating the wrong person. Um, but I think, especially in a long term, if it's a monogamous relationship, like setting up sounds simple, but like setting up a, a sex date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be the pressure of like you're going to have sex, but being like this relationship is important. We're going to set aside this time every week to like do something for our selves. Um, and if sex happens, great. And if it doesn't, like, it's just a time to connect and be together. Um, and I think there's there's different levels of wanting in a relationship. Like, sometimes we want our partner because we're just, like, horny and want to get off and we're turned on and excited by them and want to do it. And I think another level of wanting is, like, uh, I'm not really in the mood right now, but I know that this connection is important to my relationship um, and I'm willing to be open to getting turned on because I mm-hmm. want to connect with my partner and I know yeah, it's important. Turning you on turns me on. Do you think people that are more sexually active, whether it's with themselves or with other people, as opposed to people who aren't really sexually active with themselves or with other people, do you think those people are happier? Good question. I think it's not a problem unless it's a problem, right? Like if you have a couple that like really doesn't prioritize sex and like it doesn't matter to either of them and they're fine, like 
who cares? Yeah. That's great. Whatever. But there's no science behind it, really? Like, studies? I mean, there's science that shows that, like, masturbation and having sex has health benefits in terms of, like, dopamine release right. and happiness right. and um, good for I mean. fighting your immune system. I don't know if I know. I'm sure there are studies out there. I don't know if I know any of the results that say, like, if they're happier. Right. Um, I think it just matters, like, if it's important to you in the relationship. Yeah. Jack was like, we got to have more sex, build our immune systems. He yeah. literally showed really me an article that? and I was like, I guess you're right. Like, well, yeah. Cause you know, you know how people say like, Oh, this person is so uptight. Like they need to get fucked. I guess yeah. that's more mainly what that? I was like asking about. Huh? Do you agree with that? No, that's why I was asking you, is that a real thing or not? Yeah. That's because annoying. I hear that's it all the time. Comment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, Oh, so then does that mean people that are more sexually active? or in tune with themselves sexually are actually happier like More do relaxed. they have higher dopamine levels than people that aren't getting fucked out there i think as long as you've really done the work to make like an insightful educated choice about not having sex be a priority then you can be just as happy that's my opinion i think it's different to not be having sex because it's like you don't have a choice or you don't have available partners or you're not connecting with your partner or you're sick of each other and so you're just not doing it like i think all those it's hard to isolate just the sex because it's probably like other shits going on that's making this connection bad but if you've like made an informed choice to be like sex isn't really a part of our thing we've tried this everything else in our relationship is going well it's just not really something that's happening right now um, and you're like fine with that. I think mm-hmm. you could be just as happy. Yeah, people just yeah. say with Ashley all the time or behind her back. That what? I just <laughs> like be... oh, she needs to get fucked. Yeah, and I'd be like, <laughs> no, I'm just a wound up person. I'm very type. Yeah, you're a. very type A. <laughs> you're like, like I'm getting. I'm probably having you... like now, and I still am wound up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just who she is. No, it's just who I am. Yeah, that's she... rude. Yeah. Um, I feel like I am happier when I am more sexually active as opposed to not. How come? I think it's because your relationship status. I don't think it's the actual physical act. No, I think it's the physical... Ah, no, you're you're right. Like, part of it's companionship. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, okay. So I think when I'm alone, because I'm alone so often and, I, and I'm so busy, if I don't have someone to think about or think about the next time I'll hang out or the next time I'll have, like, a D inside of me... I'm thinking about other things like my schedule, a meeting I have to set up tomorrow. But then when you add a man into that equation, it makes all the other stuff less intense and less like regimented. Does that make sense? Just it's like, like it oh, this opposite, is a fun you know? thing. So it's like a welcome outlet and distraction for you. Yes. That's why I also asked that too. Cause I think, I don't know. I feel that's like- also like if you have nothing else going on, but only a man, you're driving yourself crazy. Just thinking about that. So you need like the balance. Right. Yeah. Work-life balance. Yeah. But I feel like if you don't have the sex or the guy or the girl or yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, whoever's listening to this, I think then you're just constantly thinking about life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's a stigma for like using sex as like a, a way to feel connected to people. Yeah. Like I think some people get a bad rap for being like, oh, you're using sex to validate yourself or to feel good about yourself. But I wonder why we have this thought about sex when we do that with a lot of other things. Like maybe, maybe for you, it's buying shoes. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, um, for me, it's like binging Netflix and watching like all of a series in one sitting. (laughs) Like those are things that have become like normalized Mm -hmm. self care. But I think as a culture, we really don't prioritize like leisure and pleasure. And so I think it's okay to have sex be a coping tool in some ways, as long as maybe you 
you know, You're or have harming other yourself other ways, like emotionally. But the reason why I wanted you to bring yeah. that up is because don't you guys feel like whenever someone in your life is, you know, how so many people say, oh, well, she's just using him for sex or he's just using her for yeah. sex. Exactly what she's saying. What? So what? <laughs> Yeah, I guess as long Why as the other person is like hooks aren't getting up. Both people are, are using the same reasons. Yeah. I mean, don't we use everyone for some? I don't want to say use because it sounds bad, but like, don't we all get something from yeah. like our relationships all and yeah. things with yeah. people? Get something sure. from going to the movies. Like yeah. you get something with everything. Well, it'd be yeah. different if there's a power dynamic. Like you were talking about earlier with this older guy who mm-hmm. you felt like was like training you. Yeah. And maybe you weren't getting something out of it. Um, not that every exchange you have to get something out of, but I think it's different if like someone with a higher power is like taking something from you versus if you're like on the same power level and you've consented and decided to like, yeah, I was just hoping that he would make do me sex his wife, with each other. But he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but well, that so that wasn't like no, hindsight, but <laughs> so that wasn't like necessarily pleasurable for you. Maybe it was at times, but no, you didn't get anything out no. of it. But I learned a lot, which is you know good. I guess as a student, you learned <laughs> and he taught. You live and yes. you learn. Yeah. Um, my question was for all the couples that come into your practice do you feel like there's one thing they should know like a quick solution to a lot of problems that people don't try before going into therapy go to therapy earlier Uh, (laughs) talk to your partner yeah talk communication obviously i mean i think a lot of people wait to come to my office when it's been like 10 plus years oh my gosh of like like this is like their last resort Uh and so i really try to encourage people to like do things whether it's therapy or classes like do things preventatively to add to your relationship like have um relationship like weekly or monthly like check-ins to like take the relationship temperature and like talk and have those conversations um and like touch base and see how things are going because the resentment just builds over time so if you can like get it proactively and learn how to better communicate early on, I would say that's key. But it, yeah, I mean, it really is like communication, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't it be great if we had communication and sex ed classes in school? So I think, yeah, it's just making time for the relationship and that work doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. Um, I would say that's like an overlapping theme. Yeah, like don't give up, guys, work it out. Everyone just gives up and breaks up. Did you have another question? I mean, of course, there's some, like, shitty relationships that you, like, should maybe get out of. But at the same time, like I said, I think with that instant gratification culture, if we are so used to just, like, swiping next, people think that hard work equals bad. So when they're like, oh, the relationship and sex is now taking work, that means something's wrong. It doesn't always mean something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, Let's. I thought it'd be fun if we went around the table and talked about the one thing that makes us feel uncomfortable when we talk about this topic. Oh, I like that. You mean only sex-wise or, or really like in with I think in the sexual sex landscape. Yeah, one thing yeah. that makes us uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay. So mine is I hate the word fuck or fucked. Like it makes me feel so uncomfortable when Naz just referred to like people like not she needs getting to get fucked. fucked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I don't know. It just makes me like really? feel very like cringy and like like it's just I guess I've always I don't like the thought of it just being detached and just a physical thing and not have any sort of like a relationship attached to it. Why like, does fucked make you think it's not there's no relationship attached to it? 
Because she, they're making love, they're not fucking. But, but it also sounds passive too, right? Like getting fucked means someone yes, is doing something yes, you know to what? you. Thank you for pinpointing it on me. It definitely to me feels almost like a rape thing. Like you're getting fucked. Like you're getting uh, like you're laying there and taking it. Yeah, you're taking as it. As opposed to like you're doing this thing with somebody. Yes. Like someone's doing a thing to you. Yes. Wow, you just really... What if they said like <laughs> I'm fucking with you? <laughs> oh, well, in, in that context as like a different type of Not like verb, fucking with you negatively, different. but yeah. like, like kissing with, remember? Yes, that's, that's right. Did I say that on your podcast that I felt uncomfortable I think, with that? No, I think Simone was talking about like using the word kissing with to describe someone you're like hooking oh that's up with. right instead of saying hooking up like oh, kissing with. this guy i'm kissing with that's cute oh, i like yeah, that i like that well hooking up is so many definitions yeah like what does that even mean yeah um you, you know shake shack together because i can't think i of can't one. think I'm of not one right now with a lot of things yeah same you are you're comfortable with a lot of it or you're i'm uncom- not uncomfortable with yeah a lot so you are comfortable, comfortable yeah with <laughs> things um yeah nicoletta do you have one i have to think i'm sure you're not uncomfortable anything yeah i've definitely heard a lot of things i think um for a while i did not like hearing about um like poop stuff i think it's still something that i like in relationships like i never want my partner to like know or see that that happens that's so for me that is funny for somebody who's so yeah Yeah. Yeah. well because i like i think it's coming from a place of like wanting to keep it um mystery Um, yeah like sexy mystery that there's this pressure to keep it sexy like oh don't 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 want to fart in front of you. Like, let's keep these things a mystery. Don't want to shit in front of you. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. keep it a mystery. So when that. I hear people talking about it, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely not my in your fetish yeah. for sure. Okay. Got it. Come on, guys. I can't think of one. Um, um, well, that's. I guess that's. It, it's not a shameful thing if you have this thing. I makes really you don't like bestiality. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think anyone <laughs> yeah. has stable though. That's a hard like, limit you for can't, you. You can't, like... Um, acknowledge that like and be like okay with it like if you're talking to someone like a client or something it's like i'm into like fucking dogs or something you have to be like that's yeah. terrible right yeah, it's animal cruelty. well yeah that's yeah. illegal okay Lauren. i'm just saying like <laughs> you can't respect that as their sexuality there no I like mean, a pedophile you can't respect that that's, no, that's not, actually like, a fair right. question pedophilia and bestiality are quite well, no, because Nicoletta is actually, aren't you an expert in like people that are attracted to minors? Am I right or yeah, wrong I about d- that? I do work with those folks. So you are. Okay. So yeah. So then what is your answer to that question? To find um, support and find healthy and legal ways to get that interest met. Okay. Yeah. But I think there are other cultures that like do normalize it. Um, there was like a vice special. So if you're, re- if you're really curious and you want to see some donkey stuff, oh my check God. out I the vice Mr. special. Mr. Hands. Have you seen oh, that video? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. She doesn't like horses oh. now. I think they're evil. They oh, killed no. the man. Yeah, read, but the man was sticking it in them. I'm, I'm so lost. lost. Actually, okay, this horse. I did oh, not know this conversation was going to go to bestiality. This horse fucked a guy and ripped his colon and he died. But the guy, all he did was like bend over bare ass in front of him. The horse fucked him. Him, uh, to death. What? Oh, I didn't and now I hate horses. I didn't know the horse did it. Well, I yeah. guess this makes me uncomfortable too. There That's you go. My thing. Yeah, I so- wish I never knew that story. Yeah. I wish I, I could go back to five minutes ago and I said, "Fuck these horses." I'm so sorry. Yeah. 
Sam. Well, I do ride horses, so if you ever want to come have a, um, <laughs> a different kind of positive, you look like you experience. ride horses. Like your hair blow, you're gonna be like red hair blowing. It's yeah, crazy. she looks like brave, yeah. but like yeah. it's IRL. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I got, she, wait, I came up with go. something. Yeah, we gotta go. Oh shit, I forgot what it was. Bestiality is always a good note to end on, you know. Yeah. So mine <laughs> is um, slut shaming, I guess. But you're like not defined. You don't. You're not. Very I, th- I think no, it's not for me personally. Okay. I think when people, when people, yeah, when people are like, "Oh, she's such a slut," and it's like, "Well, I don't know." You guys, how do you know? Like, who are you to say that someone's a slut? But Ashley, you even said like you were called like virgin shaming. Yeah, but, sl- then, but you were even called a slut when you weren't even doing yeah, anything. I was like a slutty virgin. So it's like yeah. you can't because I like win. dress sexy. Yeah, well, that's a whole other topic that I forgot to bring up, and she's got to go now. But well, that's what I I think when people use the word slut, it's like who are you to call anyone else a slut? I that's agree. where that's my yeah. thing. Well, just this shameless self promo. Like, obviously, check out sluts and scholars if you. We have a full episode on like the word slut and yes. how that makes people feel. I mean, we've had people reject our podcast for lots of, um, you know, certain things because of the name. And so we think it's important to have it in there, but there's definitely like a risk because a lot of people are, are not on board with that word, even when it's like reclaimed. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it. this was lovely. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. Thank on. you for having so informative. On iTunes and then also on XM Sirius. Yeah, XM. we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And then we, we do have a show on uh, Sirius XM on Vivid Radio. So awesome. cool. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You Thanks, Thanks for having me. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.